Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Welcome to the first episode of the new series called Funnel Fix Fridays. And you know why I'm doing these now? Because funnels can be difficult, right? And I want to make them a lot easier for you to figure out so you can dissect them on your own, so that you can improve the conversions inside of your funnels, so that your business can thrive and grow. So what we're going to do, what I'm going to do, is review a funnel every Friday, going through the steps of the funnel, reacting to what I see on the funnel and if I like it or not, and going and diving into the data. That way you can learn how to analyze your own funnel. And if you want to apply to get your funnel reviewed by me on the podcast, then go to quajo.com slash fixmyfunnel. That's Q-U-A-Y-J-O dot com slash forward slash actually fix my funnel. So in this episode, I'm going to review Karen Carr's funnel. She is a client of mine. She serves real estate agents who are tired of cold calling, knocking on doors, and who want to master video, specifically video for YouTube, to get more leads coming to them on automatic. This will actually be a two-part series. Her funnel is an evergreen funnel. And again, she's one of my Facebook ads clients. So we run paid traffic to her funnel. In part one, and by the way, the reason I want this to be two parts is because I want to keep this episode and these episodes digestible for you and not just go crazy with all the stats. So in part one this week, we're going to review her landing page. I'll react to it. So if you're watching on the YouTube channel at The Art of Online Business on YouTube, then you can see the landing page right now. There it is. And if you haven't quite made it to the YouTube channel, please go over there and subscribe. So continuing for part one, we'll review her landing page. We'll talk about the opt-in rate, hint, she has a phenomenal opt-in rate, and I'm going to share why I think that is. We'll talk about the process that we worked through to decide like which of her webinar times, because she has an evergreen webinar with multiple times, so we decided which ones were worth keeping and which times we should get rid of, 
And if you're not quite familiar, an evergreen webinar, normally you click on a button and it pops up five different times or three different times or six different times that somebody could register to watch the webinar. We narrowed hers down so that we could get better conversions. And I'll also walk you through the process that we went through for deciding how well her webinar was performing. And then come back next week to learn more about her earnings per lead, how her sales emails were performing, and how her offer was performing. I'm talking about she has an order bump and an upsell, which are converting quite well. But first, let's get into part one of the episode. So those of you that can see the page, you can see what I'm looking at. Let me tell you, if you're just listening, what I'm looking at. Her opt-in page is really good. Actually, she gets a 75% opt-in rate. For reference, this is cold traffic, i.e. we're running ads to people who do not know her business yet, cold audiences, and normally you could expect to get around 30% opt-in. So what do I see here that could be causing such a high opt-in rate? Number one, I see a very nice blue, and this is her brand blue, by the way, and on it, the first thing I'm reading is at the top, free in all caps, masterclass for real estate agents. It says right away who this is for. Great. And then in yellow text, which contrasts nicely with the blue, I see the title, crack the YouTube code in all caps. And so there's text on the left side. Underneath that text on the left side is some blue text that says more clients, less time, zero cost marketing. So already in the first three pieces of text or chunks of text, if you will, I can get very easily who this is for, kind of the value proposition, and the title doubles. The title doubles as a value proposition. Crack the YouTube code, more clients, less time, zero cost marketing. And then there's some smaller text in white that says, join me, choose an upcoming session that works for your schedule. And then on the right side, so picture basically a page divided in half. So all that text is on the left side. On the right-hand side is a picture of her speaking on stage uh, authoritatively. And then it says underneath, hosted by Karen Carr, realtor, realtor, coach, national speaker, best-selling author. The list just doesn't stop. And she's a YouTuber. And then right under both of those halves is a lighter blue button that stands out and it says, register now, it's free. First thing I want to touch upon is that that blue button really is contrasting and easy to see against the background, right? And on that blue button is white text. And that white text is also very easy to read. This is a mistake I see people making. In fact, just last week inside of my program, the actually the founding member round of my new Facebook ads course called the lead gen cheat code, the founding members got something special, which was a couple, uh, several live calls with me. And on one of those live calls, I was reviewing somebody's page and this person had cool purple on her page and the fonts were purple, the headers were purple, but you know what was what was also purple? The opt-in button. And so I want to say for you, don't have your opt-in button be the same color as your regular text. Even I went on a page when uh, Rick and I were having a, um, oh, by the way, if you don't know me, my voice, my name's Quajo. Hi, I'm the new co-host 
of the Art of Online Business. And so Rick and I, and Rick's the other co-host, the host, if you will, Rick and I were talking in Slack and another person that he knew, their page had pink text and he showed it to me. Their page looked great, but their call to actions were also pink. So have different colored call to action buttons, okay? So I wanna show you, if you're looking on YouTube, you can see it, but look at my phone in the camera. Her call to, I have a super small phone. It's an old iPhone 11 and her call to action button also appears above the fold as in on that first cell phone screen, even on my small iPhone 11, right? And so that is another tip. Have your call to action button above the fold and make sure when people come to your landing page, they know that they are at the right spot. Free masterclass for real estate agents and the value proposition is right there. Then scrolling down the page a little bit, she has a yellow section. It stands out, right? Look at that. And what it says is this free masterclass is for you if, and then it has a bunch of qualifying statements as bullet points. Again, well executed, well executed. If you want to sell more homes without spending a ton of money on Facebook ads, I'm not going to read all these, that bring you crappy leads. And then another one says, you would rather poke your eyeballs out with a fork than cold called strangers for hours a day. And yet another one says, you want to avoid, ooh, this is good, the biggest five mistakes that are preventing you from getting business from your videos. And mostly you want consistently to generate leads. Now, does this sound like boring language? What I bet, and I don't know for sure, but I'm gonna tell you what you should be doing is getting language from your target market, okay? Already have done business with you or do some research on the people who you want to do business with you. Find them on the internet, go to Reddit, go to YouTube video descriptions, go to related Amazon books and read the reviews and find out their pain points, i.e. find out what they're whining about because she clearly did this really well and she's using their language. And so people read that and they find themselves in that language, i.e. they say, Karen knows how to help me. And then again, look at this button. It's a sky blue colored button with yellow text and it stands out on this yellow background. It's very clear to me that I should click that button. And when you scroll or you mouse over it, the yellow text turns to blue, dark blue. And there's, there's a video on the right side. So this yellow banded portion is divided into two sections and there's a video on one side and text on the other. So really good. All right, let's keep scrolling down the page and see what happens. Check out, ah, social proof. Check out what other agents have to say about Karen's value-packed experiences. And then there is testimonial. So this whole section is blue with a yellow header and then white testimonial text. And you know what I see? Already another register now, it's free button and the button stands out. Also, might I add, the call to action buttons, even though they appear over a dark blue, a navy blue section, and then a yellow section, and then another navy blue section, the buttons are always the same color, kind of the sky blue. And so it's easy to know this is a button because there's nothing else on the page that looks like those buttons. And so scrolling and continuing down the page, there's a white section that again is kind of divided into two halves. Left half is her bio, right half is a picture of her. 
And then there's a spot underneath that says as seen on and it has all of this other social proof. Time, Fox, ABC, dang Karen, you've been everywhere. Women's Council of Realtors. I mean, she is, I'm fortunate to work with her. She is really good at what she does. And finally, there's a bottom blue section. And the bottom blue section actually says about the same thing, thing that the top says. Free masterclass for real estate agents. Crack the YouTube code in bright, all caps, yellow font. And then more clients, less time, zero cost marketing in a blue font. And then some white text that says, this methodology took me from being new in town with no market share and no business to forming a team in only 12 months. Dang, that's quick. YouTube works. If you're watching the video, by the way, you can see that I'm still healing up. In fact, it looks like I have a new bruised eye. Uh, if you don't know, I had an unfortunate bike accident and I fell off my bike in a very lackluster way and I crashed through a bougambilia bush, which is like a bush with these pink or uh, violet, really pretty flowers on them. They're like triangular shaped flowers, kind of reminding me of the uh, Triforce in Zelda, if you ever played Zelda back in the day. Um, and then I smashed my face into a curb. So that's actually why it's a little hard for me to talk. If you detect a slight lisp, it's because half of my face is still swollen. So have call to action buttons throughout your page. You don't want somebody reading more than a, a screen length without having an option to opt in. And she does that very well. Okay, I'm done reacting to her page. Let's go on to what else she's doing well. Actually, I'm going to walk you through a process that we did to increase her conversions. So when I click on these nice blue buttons, register now, it's free. I get a field to select. So a pop-up kind of light box window pops up in the middle of the screen and the opt-in page goes dim. And on this white box, it says, choose a later time or watch now. And there's three fields. Select an upcoming session as the top field. Email is the next field, and first name is the third field. And then a big blue button that says register. Now, Karen and her team member and I, we wanted to increase conversions. Right now, the only times that we see available are on demand, join instantly, Monday, so today, basically at 2 p.m., so an upcoming slot that says it's now live, and then tomorrow at 8 a.m. I want to tell you something. Previously, there were like six times. So on demand, and then two times the day of, and then two more times the next day, and maybe even the day after that. If you are setting up your webinar like that, stop it. Have less, have three times. Why? Because the more choices that you introduce to a lead or a prospect, the less likely they are to take or to make a choice because they are overwhelmed with the, with the choices and the decisions that they could make. And so we were looking at her stats and we were thinking, how could we increase the opt-in rate? Well, we could increase that by reducing the choices of pre-recorded webinars. But how did we decide which time we should keep on demand as in join instantly day of or the next day? Well, the first questions I was asking Karen were, all right, which of the times had the highest conversion rate? In her case, she was hosting her webinar software on, or her webinar on a platform called Dimeo. 
And so she could actually see once she exported or once her team member exported all of the stats, she could see which of the registration times actually had the highest sales conversion rate. And so we looked and the data was showing that the on-demand actually in the time that we had been running ads had three sales. This is a very new funnel. I think three weeks we've been running it. Had three sales and the maybe the 10 a.m. or the next available time slot had two sales. The point is not how many sales there were, even though actually she has a very, very healthy earnings per lead. I think, actually, let me just go and look at the stats really quick. Yeah, I just took a look. She has an average earnings per lead of $106. So at this point, it's like scaling her ad spend because for every lead that we send to the funnel, on average, she makes $106. So we look to see which time had the highest sales conversion rate. And then we also looked at like which pre-recorded webinar time had the highest show up rate. And our logic was that, or that, well, my logic, because she, she asked me during the coaching call to help her troubleshoot this funnel. Not that it was performing bad, but she wants it to perform even better. And I was like, well, let's get rid of some of these show up times. Let's see which show up time is converting the best. And so she was able to narrow down the show up times from like six, six webinar times down to two. And now we just wait and see. We get more data over the next two weeks and we see how her sales are performing. So the next step in her webinar, and this is the last step for today, what you're going to look for next week is part two, where we go over the rest of her funnel, how the sales emails performed. Those are the emails that go out. We know her offer is performing quite well, but she has an order bump on her offer that converts super high. We're going to dive into why that's converting so well, and even an upsell that's converting well. We're talking above standard conversion rates by far. So the next step and the last step we'll discuss today is I wanted to know how well her webinar was actually performing. And the metric that I asked her for was what percentage of viewers were watching when her pitch started. So what does that tell you? The more people that are watching when your sales pitch starts on your webinar, the better it's performing. The better of a job you did at the beginning of that webinar, keeping people watching all the way to the point where you made the pitch. In general, at the beginning of a webinar, you're going to have value, value, value at the beginning of the webinar. And if you're like A plus ninja, you're going to be giving people opportunities to make a decision. We're not here to force people to decide, but at the same to decide to work with us. That's not what we're doing on a webinar, but we do want to bring them to the point where they do make a decision to work with us or not to work with us. They should know what's at stake. They're clearly on your webinar because they have an issue that they hope you can solve. And ideally, you bring them to the point of awareness where they understand what you offer and they want to decide, do they want to fix their problem or do they want to keep struggling? Again, in a non-triggering way, but webinars should be done like this. And once you start your sales pitch, a good metric to measure how effective your webinar is, is what percentage of people were watching. So 50% of her viewers were watching when her pitch started. We actually just exported the percentage of webinar watched or no, I think her platform records the number of minutes that every attendee watched. So we exported that. I came up with the idea to throw that whole column into chat GPT and then also check. Cause then 
we had all this data on each person that registered and how long, how many minutes they had watched the webinar. And then we quickly found out that the pitch started, I think, at 55 minutes into the webinar or something like that. So we just told ChatGPT the webinar started at 55 minutes in. Analyze all this data and tell us what percentage of people were watching when the pitch started. And it was like 50%. Great. So now we have a stat that we can measure over time if she decides to tweak her webinar. Of course, the point of going through a funnel is to find the place or the step inside of the funnel that if we fix that step, it offers like the highest leverage, as in it can improve the funnel way more than the other steps. And there usually is one weak link. And in her funnel, there wasn't actually a weak link, but there was a place that wasn't as strong as the other places or other steps in her funnel. What step was it? You're going to find out next week. Until then, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for being here. If you were able to click over to the YouTube channel, let me know just how much um, or little in the YouTube comments that this episode, the visuals helped you out. And again, if you want your funnel reviewed, please go to quajo.com forward slash fix my funnel. That's quajo.com forward slash fix my funnel. All one word. Hope to see you next week when we do the part two of this funnel fixing episode. Until then, take care and be blessed. Bye. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.